Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and today I'm here with Lady Chow Fung and Adam, and we're going to talk about Duel of Fists, a 1971 Cheng Che film starring T. Lung and David Cheng. Uh, the, the overview of this movie is it's about a guy named Fang Ke who goes to Thailand to find his long-lost brother, Wan Li, a Muay Thai boxer who's run into trouble with fight-fixing gangsters as he's trying to earn money for his sick mother's surgery. There he must race to find his brother's identity before he's killed in the ring by a guy named Cannon. And so, uh, you know, that's a basic sort of bare-bones summary, but uh, what did you guys think of this movie? I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a great story. It's very believable and down-the-earth. There's nothing fantastic about it. Just everyday people doing their thing, and, uh, you know, they... Some family secret is eventually revealed, and things go from there. So I thought it was a great story. The fashion was pretty interesting, definitely 70s style. So Mm -hmm. I I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I really uh, like the fashion and the sets and just the location in this a lot. It just, you know, I mean, the plot... The plot was serviceable. I mean, it was pretty much predictable the whole way, but it worked. But it was really just just the feeling of the place and everything really, uh, really, really held my attention through the whole movie. Uh, yeah, and I, I enjoyed this one. I, I, I like these movies when they're set in Thailand. You get Muay Thai boxing. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I enjoyed the location. I enjoyed the, uh, you know, I like uh, Tilung and David Chung together. And I thought that the, uh, um, the just the, the story and everything worked really well. And I enjoyed, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, even though it's about like, you know, a boxer and there's, there's a lot of opportunities for fighting. It wasn't all fighting. There was a lot of other stuff going on too. So it just was like a nice blend of, uh, yeah. of story with plenty of, of action, but it, the action wasn't overwhelming. Um, so, yeah, so I, uh, I don't know what was, uh, what, what, what were your favorite parts of the film? Hmm. I, I like you. I, I enjoyed any of the parts where we actually got got T Lung and uh, and David Chung together. They were they were they just had really good chemistry through it. It was kind of it was kind of like almost irritating at parts where they'd kind of get together and then go apart again. I'm like, no, I want to see these guys working together. I want to see them working together. And it was but the movie was was holding back, saving that for near the end. So, but yeah, I uh, that that was that was a big part for me. I like delving into the relationships that the um, that the men had with the women mm. in the story. Uh, T. Long has a girlfriend. His character has a girlfriend, and um, David Chung's character meets someone over in Thailand. Just nearly gets run over by a car, and then <laughs> she lets him drive the car, which I thought thought was like really strange i wouldn't let a stranger drive my car but um <laughs> just how their relationship kind of went really quickly through the whole movie but i like the intertwining of the relationships with the um fighting and the rest of the plot that was going on and and the, and, and david chang is kind of enacting going through what his dad went through in a way because his dad spent the whole plot is his dad spent six months in thailand and uh, had a kid with a woman there, and then you know, uh, years later, David Chang finds out he has a brother, and he has to go find him. And you know, he kind of falls in love with this woman from Thailand. And uh, you know, one of the interesting things—I mm. don't remember in the movie if this is what they called her in the subs, but in the on the Hong Kong movie database page, that woman's character name is Mai Dai. Was that what they called her in the movie? Or I don't remember her name yeah. in the movie. Okay. Cause that oh, the only reason why I'm pointing out is because I I think that means no in Thai, so I was <laughs> I, I was curious if that was intentional or not. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that she was a fun character though. I enjoyed her a lot in the movie. I mean, and uh, I liked I liked the uh, the big villain's house too. His house was pretty awesome. That was that, that was, was pretty cool. The, that the, driveway yeah. to get up into the house was. That was yeah. a driveway and, and a half. And the weird, like, cement foundation to it with the long, you know, vertical windows in it and stuff. It was just, I was like, wow, what's that place like inside? But 
they never really let us see a lot of that so and that guy that was uh chan singh who played him and uh i remember him from the himalayan uh which i think is like five years after this and he's he mm -hmm. he works out between this film and that one because he starts looking like hercules midway through the 70s <laughs> um, wow but uh like and, and and you know but he's still got that face do you know what I mean so it's like it's like that face on like a super muscular body because <laughs> uh, he's got like a he's got like a good face for a villain do you know what i mean he's got a a nice bad guy a bad guy look um, oh yeah but uh but yeah, that that house was I don't know, to me it looked like a I don't know, like like a really bizarre and scary public school for some reason. <laughs> yeah, there was something very institutional about it. At the same time, it was like it was it was a mansion and this this imposing institution at the same time. It's uh yeah, I, I don't know what was going on there with the architecture. Yeah, I guess it was supposed to um exemplify the the dangerousness, I guess, of the or how big time the the thugs were in this movie because they were like fight fixing and pretty much dooming all the lesser fighters to their death, not even <laughs> allowing them to lose, but yeah. they had to die. They had a really yeah, weird yeah. execution method. So Ku Fung plays Cannon, who's the reigning Muay Thai champion, and their method of like eliminating people that are that are not playing ball or, you know, they don't like <laughs> is they have them kill them in the ring, um, which seems like a really unreliable method to me. Like that seems like <laughs> you, could, you could really end up not getting what you want if that's your preferred method of killing people. But, uh, but I guess it keeps it nice and legal. So that's the, uh, well, I think, I think if you're the Muay uh, champion, you're like, allowed to do anything because like at the end of the movie the cops all show up and there's been this massacre at the house and the guy's dead and, and he's just like oh yeah this guy's this guy's a killer he killed this other guy and the cops like oh okay they don't they don't question him it's like you, you know it's like we just we just killed the guy whose house it is but he's a murderer <laughs> okay no problem We're, you're good well, also, so, you do wonder who I, called the cops, too, because, you know, that... that was, that's true. Um, well, the neighbors just saw all the people but the neighbors repeatedly did. down the driveway. You know, there was, like, several several mobs ran down out of that house, so... But didn't they crash the car before when they went up to the house? And then that's why they crashed the car, because they thought the neighbors would call the police? Or am I confusing it with the angry guests? I, I, I don't remember a car crash in this. I, uh, I might be confusing it with the angry guest because I watched its sequel also right behind it. Okay, I, it's okay. not ringing a bell, but it doesn't mean that it. You know, it, it very well could be that. Uh, um, uh, you know, that that's what happened. But I, I haven't seen the sequel yet, so uh, you know, we'll definitely have to get into that one though. Hopefully, because <laughs> I'm I'm interested now. But, that uh, one's a good one. Yeah. Too. But but yeah, yeah. I, uh, oh no, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I I'm on board for a sequel. This the, this 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 movie was this the chemistry stuff. I'm like oh, these two same characters again. Yep, I'm up for more. It's funny too because I've seen like there's a I've seen at least two or three movies I think where they've done this where they've gone and done Muay Thai, <laughs> um, in the in uh -huh. this kind of a manner. And so it's always interesting for me to watch. What what was your well number one? Like, can we talk a little bit about Ku Fung as the the champion? Because I thought he, it's funny. I always like to say that Ku Fung can do just about anything, and I'm just curious what your thoughts were about him in this role. I liked him in this role. I mean, to me, he's like the ultimate bad guy. Well, one of the ultimate bad guys, and um, we're always used to seeing seeing him, especially in his later roles, being all covered up. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, his hair with the wig and, and all that and the mustache. But in this movie, he's like clean shaven. He's young. He's very vibrant. And, um, you know, he's muscular. And you would have never known that from all the other movies that I've watched. I think this might have been one of the first um, movies where it's actually supposed to be taking place in present time for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's different seeing him out of the wig and without a sword and all that. But I thought he was awesome in this role. He owned it. He was his sneering faces. And in the one scene when they um, 
David Chung's character forced him back into the car with pointing a gun at him. Did he stick his middle finger up through the back window? Because I swore I saw that, but that could have been me. I, I didn't notice that, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. I, I got a chance I to know. watch this movie twice, though, and I didn't see that, but but that doesn't I watched it... it twice, too, but I don't know. Maybe it was me wanting to see that or something, I, but, you know. I, I will point out, though, in Killer Clans, he takes off his shirt, and it's actually, that that was one of the first movies I think I really noticed goofing in. And it was interesting to me because he's like this old sect leader. And but then he takes off his shirt. and He's like, you know, he's like super muscular. Um, and, and so. Uh, so. So, yeah, I think. Uh, um, but, yeah, I, I don't know how I felt about it. like I liked him in this role, but there was something about his physique that felt odd to me in this in in, in that outfit. I don't know what it was. Hmm. I don't know. I, I found him. I mean, I don't have any knowledge of the fighting style or anything, but I mean, I, I found it pretty plausible as a guy who just, you know, could beat people to death. I bought that part of it. But, he he uh, definitely, I mean, no, he owned that part. Like the whole beating people <laughs> to death. I uh, I think he, he totally did. It was the, you know what it is? Oh, so so Kufung, I think he's, he's a very versatile guy, right? And so that means yeah. he has to be able to play all types of people. And, and so... He can easily be somebody who you imagine as being super muscular or somebody that you imagine being a little bit chubby or whatever. And so maybe that medium that he's had to strike for his physique when he's in the <laughs> boxer, you know what I mean? It's just like it's his versatility yeah. that I'm that I'm that I'm noticing. Yeah. I, it isn't a physique I immediately go, hey, this guy looks like a kickboxer. I'll give you that. So, But uh but but I thought his mannerisms were very interesting because he did have like a he ha- there was like a personality to that guy that mm-hmm. was that was was unique and um but uh but yeah w- now what what did you guys feel about the the tie boxing itself? I enjoyed the fight scenes in this. I mean, just the the overall feeling of you know the arena and uh, the crowds and you know. Get you know the ritual beforehand and the music. I I it's something I've never really seen before. So I I, I just thoroughly enjoyed the whole thing. I enjoyed it too. Um, it's quite different than what I'm used to. I'd seen it a couple times in um, a couple other movies. I think it's done in Death Ring, which is an '83 movie. Um, but yeah, I thought it was it was really good. It was different. And I like the ritual at the beginning mm-hmm. um, of each round. And it's um, since I'd seen it in other movies, I wanted to know what it was. And thank you, Brendan, for uh, giving us the wiki wiki oh, sites. Yeah. yeah, the the Rob Moy. Yeah, the, um, but yeah, the I I liked it. I uh, again, I kind of you know I, I like Thai boxing. So when I when I watch movies like this, I'm also a little bit more critical of the. Uh, of the fighting but i think you know it's it's kind of like rocky like rocky isn't necessarily going to look like real boxing because it's cinematic and it's the same thing here and they're also coming at it from you know shaw brothers so they're not you know they're they're sort of looked at almost through like a kung fu filter i feel like um and so so one of the things that leapt out at me during during the uh the muay thai scenes and this this isn't like in boxer's omen you kind of see this and then um uh, I forget the name, but there was one uh, about Muay Thai with um, uh, uh, Angela Mao uh, that had a similar kind of thing going on. They don't really put their hip into the kicks. Do you know what I mean? There's like a like that like it, it. It's a very sort of the kicking style just doesn't look very Muay Thai to me the way that they do it. But it's a minor criticism, and I think overall, I think the fight scenes worked, and uh, and I think it's a nice change of venue. And and like you, I like that. I like that you get like they do the Ram Moy before the fights, and and uh, and you just you know it, it, it you know it, it it feels like a slightly more cinematic version of Muay Thai, and so it was it was enjoyable to me. Um, but uh, and and again, I think that the uh, I think that you know expecting things to like look ex- like like in, in like a in like a regular Muay Thai match, people are going to be very relaxed. I mean, they're going to have like a very relaxed fighting style. And in this, everybody was a little bit more amped up, but it still worked Mm -hmm. because the stakes were so high and these were meant to be intense matches. 
and Gu Feng's going around like beating people to death. So, um, so for me, it worked. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Since they were life or death fights, it would explain people being a little more intense about everything. And I thought, I thought that um, that 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 savage beating at the end that T Lung uh, gives to to Cannon was was particularly effective. Do you know what I mean? I, I liked. I, like I like even though they weren't like that's not how like a Muay Thai match would look the way they were punching each other the way that they were mm-hmm. kneeing each other it worked cinematically you know, it had like oh a, yeah you know oh, yeah. so and I think that's kind of the important thing it's like the same thing with Rocky it's uh so um now what uh, there was this weird shot in this movie when um when David Chang and uh, T Long are on the on the road heading to the big finale of the film and they're on a moped and they and the camera like lingers on them for like i want to say like five minutes that might be longer than it actually was but it was like a long long shot of this moped just going down the did that did, was i the only one who noticed that or was that that i didn't didn't pick up on that the only overlong shot for me was the construction site at the beginning where okay. we just you know during the opening credits i just got a really I was really worried during that because it was the opening of the movie. I'm like, man, is the whole movie going to be paced like this? But it wasn't. And that uh, was important exposition, I suppose, because you needed to know that he was an engineer and that, you know, there was this. Yeah, this, it, it wasn't completely a waste of time. It was just it just it just it just had me kind of concerned. Well, you know, that's all. Well, I was I was kind of worried, like. Because he goes, they they show up at the construction site, and they and and uh and he has to go to to the uh, he gets like summoned by his dad to to meet his uncle Chen or something, and then when he goes back to his work, the boss is like, well, you know that like when this project reaches the critical stage, you have to be here, which was yeah. a very vague way to describe whatever it was they were doing, but but, uh, <laughs> but I was worried that that was going to be like the heart of the drama. So that was sort of, I was like, uh-oh, are we, is, is this going to be yeah. like, a, you know, he's choosing between his dad and work and like, are we, are we not going to get much action? So... I was, I was worried about that too. Every time the action started to get good, he got called back to the construction site. It's like, no, not another construction scene. But yeah, I didn't, that, that was, that was a red herring that didn't, uh, didn't well, matter. to set up the next movie, The Angry Guest, the construction, <laughs> oh, plays a integral part in, in the movie. So. Well, we'll, we'll maybe maybe an eye on your reaction, there. Adam, to that one. It, <laughs> it might be Adam's nightmare come to life. But, oh, uh, no, it won't be. I, I'm, I'm not entirely opposed to construction in movies. I just, I just, just worried about that certain, you know, extra long, you know, kind of establishing 70s kind of movie shot where you have a lot of those scenes. That's Black, all. They did that in, in, in Black Magic. There was a lot of construction shots like that, as I recall. And a lot of <laughs> 70s music in the background, that kind of elevator 70s, type. You 70, know what I mean? 70s music can kind of... You know that gives us some flavor at least. But so. but you know the kind I'm talking about with the flute when they're like panning over the city. So uh-huh. it's like you're you're watching raw industrial footage from like an industrial like educational movie or something. Yeah. yeah. So so Muay Thai wasn't the only fighting in this though because David Chang's character does does kung fu and when the guys were like fighting outside the ring it was basically kind of like a kung fu movie I think like they were pretty much just uh-huh. kind of doing the, oh, yeah. the kung fu thing. So what what did you guys feel about those those sequences? Because those were different than the fight sequences in the ring. I felt when we were watching those. Well, this this was the first contemporary Shaw Brothers movie I've watched with you. Everything else we've watched oh, okay. that I've watched with you has been historical to some extent. So that was the one that felt most like any of the other movies would watch. Like it felt like they were on sets. Okay, it was that kind of fighting style. I was like, oh, now I'm. I'm back in back in a regular Shaw Brothers movie all of a sudden okay. here, you know. <laughs> so I kind of almost felt at home when we got to those parts. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for some yeah, I guess I guess watching things like Chinese Boxer might have it might might be beneficial before getting to this one, I suppose. But uh Oh, I enjoyed it. I'm not not complaining. I'm just saying, but it was just they, they were just the most Shawsian moments <laughs> of the whole thing. Okay. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, the fights were um, outside of the ring were really good. I 
obviously love the kung fu fights. I I just mm-hmm. love um, David Chang's style when he's fighting, and you know the fact that he's so not so little, but he's little compared to um, T Long. T Long's yeah. like six foot, and you know T um, Long's like very broad shouldered and just exactly like, cut like a hero. And David Chang is like the Chang opposite. Is, He's shorter and he's slighter of build, um, but he he makes it work for him. You can't underestimate any of his characters just because of his size. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I never question it. I never like it never really enters my mind watching him during this movie. And it's like this is a a little guy or something. You no, know, he's just he has great presence for well, sure. Exactly. And this is one of those movies where the stances are kind of important. Like you get like mm-hmm. the stance shots. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I I think it's also probably you know it's it's very early too. This is like what seventy one. So you know mm-hmm. it's it's a very yes. you know uh, it's I think it was pretty good for for the for the time for the the date. Because um, I've seen a lot of '71 movies that don't look as good as this one in terms of the, in terms of the fighting. Um, so I, yeah, it was like. Oh, go ahead. It was, it was more um, realistic. Sometimes in the earlier movies, you get where the people are like ducking before the um, actual hit is, and you can see that it's really choreographed. But here, it looks really natural. Yeah, I thought it looked good, and. Um, and it was nice, and I, you know, just really, uh, uh, you know, well done. Oh, and I guess uh, uh, Tong Kai was one of the action directors, so it kind of makes sense. Um, usually, if it's one of the first things to check, I find if. Uh, um, uh, oh, and Lao Kar Lung also, so that that probably explains the the, uh, the great action sequences. But I love the I love the. Uh, um, uh, the scene where David Chang sticks his fingers in the guy's chest with the, yes. you know, that was, that was so surprising. Cause up until then there hadn't been any moves like that delivered on anybody. It was all sort of almost like hanky panky, like, not like, like, uh, you know what I mean? Patty cake, not hanky. Cake, yeah. yeah uh, it, it, it was, it was very gentle in its, in its delivery. And then suddenly some guy's getting impaled in the chest by some guy's fingers. And it's like, Whoa, yeah, he pretty much disembowels him, you know, um, <laughs> which is, considering who the director is, you expect something like that, but the fact that it wasn't, like, really shown and not as bloody as it could have been, it was a surprise. Yeah, well, and it and, and it just, it, it just the whole movie that, I mean, people were dying in the Muay Thai ring, I guess, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like the sort of typical ching che like blood every you know like it wasn't yeah. that you you i wasn't expecting it and then when they dealt with the villain the way they the way they incapacitated him i thought was, <laughs> was, was very delightful too um yeah the nice flashback to the uh the log being chopped in half was uh <laughs> was work for me yeah yeah that was a, that was a nice yeah because that really conveyed that that <laughs> much better than if they just showed him shatter the the leg directly it was a yeah, he has, felt, he has felt his kneecap snapping in half with that with that shot. But yeah, but, yeah, but this was uh, my this was my first time seeing this one. And I really enjoyed it. I had a I had a I had a good mm-hmm. time watching it. Um, Me it, too. It was my first time also. So. Yeah. What did I, you I, think I, about um, the ten year old with the tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I, you know what? I didn't even think about it. It didn't even strike me I, as odd. Yeah, I did think about that. That was uh, that 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 kind of cracked me up at the time. But uh, it, it but so much happened in the movie after that it completely slipped my mind. But yes, <laughs> that, that is unusual. I mean, I don't know what the cultural thing with tattoos would be, so I'm not sure if that's unusual or not. There, another thing that sort of leapt out at me is is who's Uncle Chen's information source if he's able to find out that the guy's son is a professional boxer but he can't get the name like yeah exactly that was yes. a really odd piece of information to get like 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 I, I don't understand how you how you come to that information without the name i mean i understand for plot reasons why you want him not to have the name but i was sort of puzzled by that um yeah, he just communicates with his uh, with his contact in Thailand entirely through charades. <laughs> so it's like some information gets through and some doesn't. But 
Yeah, that 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 occurred to me too. That's that's just that's just a very typical movie thing. It's like people get, you know, once again, even later in the movie, just the way they keep interrupting conversations. I think it was situations like that. It was like, oh yes, I'm looking for my brother, and he has a tattoo. Like, whoop, then other people come along, and it's like, mm-hmm. so I think I think I think his his uncle has a lot of conversations like that too. Oh yes, your friend has a has his son is a boxer, and then someone else comes along, and they never <laughs> okay. finish. So. <laughs> I guess that would explain it. I guess that would explain it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I also, uh, you know, I like that the, the movie opens with Song Grande, which is like the Thai water festival and like a, a New Year's mm. Day celebration. And, you know, my wife's Thai, so I'm very, I'm very acquainted with Song Grande. And that was, that was sort of a, I don't know, that I liked the, I liked that that was sort of the backdrop was the Song Grande festival to, to, uh, a lot of what was going on and uh you know so yeah they, i enjoyed know, that and, and so what's I, the meaning of the splashing of the water i don't i mean i'm not an expert i just know from my wife but i think i think it has something to do with like cleansing for the new okay. year i think but don't quote me on that one um <laughs> I, I also i also found out that what was it that siam intercontinental was that the name of the hotel he stayed at yeah yeah that's a real hotel i asked my wife about it oh that's a real hotel cool um so but yeah i thought i thought it was a i thought it was a really uh you know it was really well done with the location um i've seen other ones that are set in thailand where they haven't succeeded as well uh at at getting the sort of feel of the place like that so um so I enjoyed it, even though they do jump back between sets. Like you know, you'll see them outside yeah. somewhere, and then they walk in a building, and then they're clearly in a set. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I thought it had a nice Thailand feel to it. I mean, I many many years ago went to Thailand, and I was like, yeah, this. It, it, I, I enjoyed the atmosphere of it. Yeah, I've never been, but it it made me want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a place that I um, thought I'd want to go, but I'm interested in um, checking out the the area. I thought it was pretty cool. And uh, the uh, the other thing too was the uh, like something that I kind of like to watch for in the Chang Che movies is the music sampling, because a lot of times I feel like he's he's almost like playing games with your ears with it, and and this time there was <laughs> like the shortest ever sampling of Bach. I don't know if you guys caught that. Yeah, I but... did pick up. <laughs> I didn't catch it. It's the, uh, what is it, Takata? Is that the, uh, am I thinking of the... I, I couldn't the, identify the, the, the name very, The it, very, but... the one that they play in like every horror movie ever on the pipe organ. And so, yeah. it's, you know, but it was like three notes and then that was it. It was just like, da da da. Yeah, it wasn't Over. even like the full phrase. It was, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I was wondering, was that me? Did they really play that? Was that, or did, I, did I imagine that? You know, I was. <laughs> this is not the only movie where I've seen him do something like that where he takes, where he takes like a very familiar, or at least a piece that like is very, that I'm very familiar with and then, uh, and then like ends it at a point where you just wouldn't expect it to end. You expect it to keep going. <laughs> And I, 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 I feel like he must have been doing it deliberately, but I don't know. I have no idea what the, you know, what the, what the intention was behind it. But I, I found that interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you verified that for me. Because I, I thought, I, I, you know, I started to think that's what it was. And then, then no, 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 I guess it wasn't. That was absolutely. Too soon? I mean, I'll go back and check after the podcast, but I'm like 100%. In fact... We'll we'll yeah. go back check and if people listen through to the ending credits maybe they'll they'll get our commentary on it but like I I'm I'm quite <laughs> certain that uh that they uh that they uh that that's the song that they were doing and it was just like I think three or four notes of it um, yeah but uh but yeah so um did we talk about uh did we talk about the outfits I know that that Adam you had commented on yeah we didn't really talk about those but those are awesome (laughs) yeah we talked before we started the podcast we have not talked during the podcast yeah I I had the question uh for Dion of whether in the sequel we uh get the the more of the 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 red cowboy outfit that David Chang wears because that was that he wears that at the end of the movie and it's it's worth watching all the way through just for that but oh man but yeah so many good outfits yeah, David Chang yeah. 
he wears a lot a lot of fashionable material um well, i assume <laughs> to be fashionable i don't know i wasn't alive at this time but it looks it looks like he's at the height of 70s fashion in pretty much every shot of the movie yeah 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 i was pretty young at that time so i'm it looks pretty fashionable from what i i remember from the pictures of my family okay <laughs> yeah i was born in the mid 70s so i I, uh, I, I, I only have movies to go by and, and, you know, pictures of my parents, but, uh, but, the, but it looks like, you know, that it looks very, very seventies to me. I have a lot of groovy, groovy toddler pictures. I've got to say, <laughs> yeah. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, me too. And the, um, the girl that he fell in love with her purple and yellow outfit. Oh my that color combination. Well, well, they were both. I think I think that that was sort of their common point of connection because he dressed in like really elaborate, like very bold choices compared yeah. to what other people were wearing, and she seemed to be doing the same thing. Like nobody around mm-hmm. them was dressed like exactly. her. Exactly. Nobody around them were dressed like him. No. So. Exactly. I loved her outfit when they went to the um, the final match. Um, I loved her little hat that she wore cocked <laughs> to the side. I thought that was cute. But yeah, they did not dress like anyone else in town. Yeah, no, they were they were both very loud dressers, and, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, you know they were well suited to each other. And, uh, and yeah. I think I think is the actress who played her Thai because her name looks pretty pretty Thai to me. Uh, it does. But. Uh, but yeah, the the um, the uh, it, it, and and I think Ching Lee played the uh, the uh, T Lung's girlfriend in the movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, which I, is pretty typical for that time period. She's usually his his main squeeze on film. And uh, or or she's the woman that he 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 you know can only can only be friends with and has to has to admire from afar but uh, yeah um but yeah I, I think that uh the the casting in this was quite good i, I like um i like I, I i think we all agree david cheng and and t long work really well together and mm-hmm. and every movie I've, I've i've seen them together has been enjoyable and uh and i think they have a lot of chemistry and i think it's for like the reasons that you're you were kind of talking about Dion where, uh, where T Lung is like, you know, he's, he's, he's sort of like a more, more standard looking hero type. And David Chang's kind of got, uh, he's, he's a little bit smaller and has like, he's, he's, seems less, uh, imposing, but he's kind of got like this James Dean quality to him. So. Yeah. He's definitely less threatening, but he seems to be the more, sweeter of the two in that kind of like not necessarily a ladies man but he would be the one that would be the less stubborn hero type okay like they're um definitely um a dynamic duo and that they're opposites but uh but yeah and i i think um i i think they do work well together uh but it's funny you say that because i i i kind of think of i think of david chang as more dangerous and I think of T. Lung is sort of like a, almost like a reliable, sort of friendly guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I, I get what you're going for. He seemed, he does seem more, more stable somehow. But uh, really, because well, I always just... think of T. Lung as the um, powder keg. <laughs> oh, you know two. what it is? He has like he he has like a very gentle expression. I find in a lot of his movies, even when he's playing like the loner type character, like he just seems like somebody who doesn't have like a lot of malice in his eyes. Um, and David Chang looks like someone who could cut you up if he wanted to. Do you know, he's like, <laughs> like he's got that like like uh, like I said like that James Dean quality of like there's like something dangerous about him and like a little something rebellious. lurking it's, underneath. It's, yeah. it's the it's the outfits. That's what it is. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, another character we haven't brought up too that I really enjoyed was the uh, the drunk fighter guy, the old guy who used oh, to be a fighter that's yeah. hanging out. That that just he's just a great secondary character in this movie. Yeah, that that was yeah, I, and 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 it's 
he, he that guy is in so many movies too so that's like uh and oftentimes he's like he's like the villain or um uh you know he's, he's like a bad guy but uh but yeah in this he's like you know just kind of like the you know the the, the 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 former boxer who's a drunkard um what was his name Jung chi hing um but yeah i agree he was really good I liked when he said um, when he at, when David um, Cheng's character asked him what the fighter's name was that was going to fight Cannon <laughs> next, and he goes, "Dead man." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I, I like his whole tactic for getting money for alcohol, he sort uh-huh. of points out like all the pictures of the boxers on the wall, and it's like I used to be on the wall too, but then I was beaten so badly I was in the hospital for three months. But he's doing it with yeah. like a big smile on his face, so you don't even realize that he's like he's he's he's, he's basically trying to get money out of you, and then uh, and then and then he gets his money for his booze and. Uh, and I liked how honest he was about it too, where David Chang's like, okay, here's some money, but you really shouldn't drink. It's, you know, it's not good for you. He's like, well, too late for me. I'm not going to change my ways. So, yeah, I like the, uh, the big, the big painted signs of the fighters too, Mm -hmm. that they had for each bout where they'd have the giant, giant sign of them. That was a nice, uh, nice bit of local color there. And, uh, and yeah, it's, and it's funny too, because it does seem to me like, uh, like like you know it's it almost became like a, a cliche that 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 muay thai becomes the the sport where people get crippled or die in in, in a <laughs> lot of these movies you know even like well into like the 90s so it was uh it's uh it's in it, i don't know uh, I, at one point i i'd, I'd like to kind of like go through and see like how the how the evolution of muay thai on screen has 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 happened because that you you sort of see that here too with the the you know the canon character just killing people in the ring um yeah and, yeah it's worth uh worth doing an analysis of all the mutai movies that there are hmm. you know what else well, I the, about, oh go ahead i was just going to say that in the ring it's the best place to exact your revenge or to get rid of your enemies i mean even if they don't die right away, they're pretty much, if you beat they're them done. bad enough, they're going to either die later or, you know, be so vegetated well, that they're I, not going to matter anymore. The, the thing that I was thinking was just that that seems like a, it seems a little unreliable to me, but I guess they were, it looked like they were bribed, not bribing, but threatening the referees and stuff so that they kept the matches going. And, mm-hmm. and so they were doing all kinds of things to make sure they had the opportunity to do that. But, uh, yeah. I think ultimately what they wanted to do was that, you know, anyone that didn't play ball with them was going to at least at least get horribly, horribly beaten. I mean, even if they just put like, you know, put it put that, you know, guy they killed in a coma, it would still it would still serve their purpose. But, you know, they were going to kill him if they could. Well, actually, no, they did need to kill him because they had the whole gambling thing where they actually specifically had bets on him dying. So, yeah, there was actually a pot on that. So. Yeah. One of the cool yeah. things I liked about this movie too is the way that it ends where the movie could have just as well ended after T Lung beats Canon. Do you know what I mean? Like that could have been the end of the movie right there. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, but but again it's like another one of these Chang Che movies where no, there's like there's a there's like an epilogue. There's like a there's like another climax awaiting us. And and I like <laughs> and I like that they that the whole thing with that uh who's the the character who died, Miller, the other boxer who who Cannon killed his right, brother? Yeah. I, was his brother's name Masai? Was that his brother's name? Yes. That's, yes. So, so Masai comes back and and just murders Cannon when he's recovering after the fight, and yeah, and that was like a <laughs> night. Like I was, I I don't know why I was not expecting that. I was I was so not expecting that to happen. And then that sends the bad guys on like a revenge spree. So it <laughs> it, it, it was a really cool yeah. way to end the movie. It was. I like. Yeah. When he was like pulling the cord out, you know, the phone cord out and stuff. I'm like, oh, I is he is he worried? He's actually gonna phone somebody <laughs> yeah, while you're trying to kill. Too. That, that, like, that, the... then he suddenly was like, oh, he's gonna strangle him to death with the phone cord. Okay. I had the same <laughs> thoughts. I'm like, he's... the phone's ten feet away. What is he gonna do? He's not gonna like. You know. Yeah. Let's just. <laughs> 
you know, but then, then, then of course, the other thing, too, his disposal of the murder weapon, just throwing it in the locker. It's like, oh, that that's that's a good hiding place. <laughs> well, the fact that he hid in the locker, I mean, yeah, that's right. The little spot you think. I mean, how long was he waiting in there? In the locker? You know, uh, so but when they panned and lingered on the locker, it was like something, something or someone's coming out of there. It just lingered too long on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. because Masai was so upset with the death of his brother, I kind of expected him to at least come back and do something. I don't think I, I thought he would be actually successful in killing him, but I thought, you know, that he would come back for some, for some kind of revenge. No, and, and the pieces were there because he did go to T. Lung and try to get him in on it. But I just forgot. I honestly forgot about that. I was not, I, I was, I was, um, I was surprised by the, I was also surprised because I just didn't. Cannon didn't seem like somebody you just come up to and and choke to death. That didn't seem like, <laughs> you know, he I and mean, he's like a real sort of nasty guy. And so, well, he was beaten and depressed. You know, yeah. he um, pretty much yelled at everybody and told them to <laughs> leave him alone. And so, you know, he was in a weak moment, lying there. And so that was the best time to get him. No, I mean it made sense. I just, I just was not expect. It, was, it just genuinely surprised me in a good way, you know. And uh, uh-huh. and I, and and again, it's I, I, it's one of these movies where I, I like that. There's sort of like this epilogue. I, I call them epilogue climaxes now, where mm-hmm. where you just have that extra section that mm-hmm. you wouldn't necessarily need, but it really adds to the movie, and uh, and it brings everything to a nice conclusion. Um, yeah, I mean, otherwise he would have had the criminal syndicate still out there. It still would have been kind of a thing. So this kind of allowed him to totally, totally clear the field. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like a lot of movies try to end everything at the last. Like, they would try to resolve the issue with the mother and the fight and the bad guys in the same, <laughs> you know, the same stroke. And in this, yeah. it, it's allowed to kind of stagger out a little bit. So it, it, for me, it worked. Um, now the, another character I like too is um, Mr. Zhu, the guy with the cigarette. I think he was played by. Oh, Wu oh yeah, yeah. Uh, something about that guy. I just found him enjoyable as a as a sort of you know he, he was the one that went up to T Long and basically tried to get him to to uh, you know allow the, uh, their enterprise to manage him and and right. that's sort of where everything yeah. you know becomes a problem for his character. Uh, yeah, he just had a nice, nice, nice air of sleaziness to him yeah. that was just, just ideal for that. He was just the, the perfect secondary evil boss. And he was, he was always so polite too. I like, I like mm-hmm. when the bad guys are so polite like that. But, <laughs> but like in a moment they can be violent. It's just, it, it really works because, because it's like they're, they're, they're bad guys. But if you play ball with them, they're reasonable. Do you know what I mean? It's like right. they just want you to do what they want you to do, and if you do it, they're fine with you. But but if you're yeah. if you're too long and you're stubborn, then you know it's we tried to be friends. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, I like it. The I like the scene that the uh, where they do end up beating that guy up too, and he's like incredulous, like you know you're hitting me again. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I'm not muscle. I'm not muscle. Why are you fighting me? I'm the I'm the face man. Come on, you're breaking the rules. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it just every character in this movie really works. It's it's you know, it it's it's you know it's it's just a really simple plot, but everything about it just works perfectly. Oh, another thing I wanted to bring up that gave me a chuckle was um, how T. Long um, at the end of the fight was like, "You have to meet my mom. She's a real looker." Well, <laughs> she's had a hard life, but. Um, she was a real looker. And then they get to the house and they're fighting and everything. And he goes, see, she really was a looker. Yeah, that was I funny because it was, was he kept like, bringing it up. Yeah, yeah, you got you got to see mom, really. You got to yeah, check her out. She's <laughs> well, and it's and it's kind of nice because like you do like the, David Chang's dad, you know, had a thing with her. So, maybe you know, it's kind of an important point to to sort of. You yeah. Yeah. You know, she's not just some random person in the movie. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and obviously the whole thing with the sick mom and all that, that, that you know, just it, it, they, they did just kind of pile on a lot of the, the stakes 
uh, you know, of... <laughs> so, the, so my prediction... Here, here's my prediction for the sequel, having not seen it. You know, you know, you, you can tell me if I'm right, but I think the mom, because she gets her surgery right at, right at the same time that the uh, the other guy gets killed, I think she ends up getting some of his organs and becomes possessed by his spirit, and they have to they have to deal with that. I think that's, that's the plot of the next movie. That would be the 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 Kuiche Hong version of the movie. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I, I just thought I'd throw that out there. But. <laughs> That's th- th- there are movies like that, um, you know, like 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 I I I, I mentioned uh, Boxer Omen and or Boxer's Omen, and that's kind of you know not quite that plot line, but it involves Muay Thai and it involves black magic, and you know there's there's I think there's a couple of possessions in it. Um, <laughs> There's a movie from 2003 that I've been wanting. I think it's 2003, but that I've been wanting to check out. But I'm kind of afraid to um, watch it. It's called The Demon Within, and it has um, Chi Kun Chun in it. And it's about, um, uh, I think it's a police officer and a bad guy, and the bad guy is killed or something. And there, there's some kind of possession or something that goes on about uh, organs. I think the police officer saves the bad guy by giving him an organ or vice versa and something like that kind of happens. It's kind of weird. What, but, what year did you say it was 2003 or 2013? I think it's 2003. It's oh. called The Demon Within. It's on, um, I'm not sure if it's Netflix or Prime, but it's on my watch list. I'll happily watch that with you in October because uh, I, I love movies like that. I don't think I've seen that one. Um, I'm not exactly sure that's what it is, but we'll we'll clarify it. We'll figure it out after okay. the podcast because I really do want to do some horror movies. Um, but yeah, yeah, but that would be an interesting plot. I, I you know, I, I am very interested in seeing the sequel now, so we will have to do a discussion on it because I, mm-hmm. I, I, I oh definitely because it's worthwhile. And it's and it's always fun being able to follow the characters into the next movie, and with I find with these kind of films too. It's not like sequels are always bad. Do you know what I mean? Sequels can be better than the first one sometimes. Or mm-hmm. there's there's a real sort of uncertainty about whether you're going to go up or down with the mm-hmm. with the number two in a film. So this, this is a very chemistry heavy movie. So it's exactly the kind of movie where the sequel can work. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to see more of these guys going around getting into fights. That's no. that's all it needs to be. <laughs> the original Drunken Master was essentially a cast sequel of uh, Snake in the Eagle's Shadow, and mm-hmm. and that's definitely the the much better known and probably better liked uh, movie. Uh, it's not a direct sequel, like it's not the same characters, I think, but but it was like the same cast, and, yeah. and I think for this, and that's one of the reasons why it worked. And so, I think in um I think in this case, that's that's sort of my hope. I think I think you got a good you know you got a good cast. There's, there's like a, there's like a few like really solid groupings of actors that Chang Che worked with that really work. And this is definitely one mm-hmm. of them. Um, yeah. The, um, the iron triangle was very successful back in the day. And these are the kind of movies that prove the success of the chemistry of the three of them together. I mean, there has not been, a movie that's considered an iron triangle that I have watched that I have not liked. Yeah, I think I think this is a this is a very very solid combination of actors, um, and uh, yeah. So we'll uh, you know I, I guess we'll be, I don't know are we gonna are we gonna watch the uh, uh, the sequel next? Is that something that people would like to do? Because if it's I'm, available, yeah, I'll watch it again. It's up. That next. Yeah, I, 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 oh, go ahead. I was just going to say it's up on Prime because Amazon had put the angry guest up first before they put the duel of fist up. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. They Typical. do that sometimes. That's like what happened with the twin swords. Um, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely eager to see the next one. And, and I guess I should mention to people it's, you know, we, we try to select things that are available on Prime. And so that'll number one, it makes it so that everybody who's involved in the podcast can watch it. If like only one of us have the DVD, then it's difficult uh, but also it lets the viewers who have Prime sort of follow and, 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 and watch the movies before the podcast actually takes place. So, uh, so 
you know, it looks like the next one is going to be, um, and I'm sorry, what's the name of the sequel? The Angry, the Angry Guest. Guest. The Angry Guest. It's going to be The Angry Guest. And so if you, if you want to, you know, be involved in the discussion before it even happens, you know, go to Prime and, and check it out. Um, and we're coming on the 50-minute mark, so I'm going to end it here. But we'll be back next week with the angry guest, and uh, and I should say I have some uh, I have something up on the Shaw Brothers Universe site for Halloween, and I'll also be having something up in in the next couple of weeks as well. So check that out, and we will talk to you later. Thanks.